0: Powerful, powerful, powerful. Thank you for sharing. Um let's pray. <laughs> Father, we just want to thank you so much for your word this morning. We thank you that your word is living and active. And as it goes out, it's gonna to touch hearts, it's gonna transform minds, it's gonna bring in people deeper into that intimate relationship with you, Father God. In Jesus' name we thank you. Amen. Um, this morning's word is called called, chosen and commissioned." And I love the testimonies that we've been receiving this morning because they're really in line with the word. And I just want to start with Ephesians 2 verse 10, which says, "For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do, okay? So we are all God's handiwork, yeah, created in Christ to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do, yeah. He prepared this long time ago in Christ. Every single person sitting here this morning, there are things that God has set aside for you and you specifically to do. That nobody else can do. Because God has placed it inside of you. And he has given it to you. And I love the fact that it says in Christ. Because this is stuff that we can only do once we come in Christ. Yeah? You will find that a lot of people are living life right now without Christ. And they're wondering if what they're doing is really what they're supposed to be doing. And sometimes we just go through the motion of life. Um, Even if you can think about it, before you knew Christ and now that you know Christ. Before you knew Christ, you were just thinking, okay, I'm here. Now I have to survive. I have to finish high school, get a job, go to university. And what should I study? Well, I need to study something that will give me a lot of money. Yeah, So maybe engineering, (laughs) maybe geology, maybe law, maybe medicine. Something that will bring in money and then live my life and make it big. Isn't it? Yeah? And then you just go through the motion. And it's so amazing because when I was on campus, every now and then I'll meet students that are saying, I don't know if I'm studying what I'm supposed to be studying. In second year, sometimes in third year already, there's only one year left to finish the course. And they're saying, I don't know if I'm studying what I'm supposed to be studying. Yeah? We cannot know unless we go back to our maker. Unless we say, God... What is it that you would want me to do? Because these good works were prepared for us in Christ. And they were prepared ages ago. It's not something new. It's not like somebody just got saved and the Lord is like, oh, this person got saved. I need to find a job for this one. one." No, no. It's before we even got saved, (laughs) God had predestined us to do great works for him. If we choose Him. Amen? In Psalm 139 verse 16 says, Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book. Before one of them came to be. How powerful is that? That God saw our unformed bodies. While we are still in the wombs of our mothers. He saw us. If you're sitting here today and you're thinking, oh, I'm a mistake. I was a product of a very bad relationship or something bad happened. I'm here to tell you this morning that you are not a mistake in God's eyes. Because before you were formed in your mother's womb, God knew you. And he set apart something for you to do as well. And, you know, as much as God has called us and he has placed giftings in us and, and there are things that he wants us to do, the enemy comes to distort those things. Yeah. He comes to distort or to de- even destroy that we may not live out the destinies that God has called us to live out. So it's so important that we connect with God so that we can live out what he's called us to, to live. You know, and, and, and God's plans are always good. Jeremiah 29, and verse 11 says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. In some versions, it says an expectant expectant end. Yeah? Where things are like, wow, this is a great end. So God has set out a path for us. It is a specific path that he wants us to choose. To live by. Yeah? And, and remember, God did not create us to be robots. So he simply guides us along that path. And sometimes we choose something else while we're on that path. Sometimes we decide to do something completely different and get off the path. And then he has to bring us back again, you know? Sometimes we do get off the path. And when I say off the path, it's, it doesn't mean that you're backslidden. Because a lot of the times we think somebody's off the path when they backslide. Do you know that you can be a born-again Christian and still be off the path because of choices that you're making, choices that we are making in our lives where God is saying, I want you to do this, and I choose to not obey because it's a tough call or it's something that's not really appealing to me, you know? And then I just choose to not do it, and that kind of causes me to just deviate a bit <laughs> to move off and then God will need to bring me back again you know because sometimes a lo- uh, we, we sit in places and we think this hasn't happened in my life yet because it's a timing thing it's not God's time for me you know a lot of the times you say oh, it's maybe just it's just not God's time but sometimes we need to reflect and ask ourselves is it really not God's time or have I been disobedient and taken a different path in the path that God has called me to. Yeah. Because times and seasons are in God's hands and he ordains our steps as we walk with him. And there are land, like specific landmarks, specific things that happen at specific points in our lives that just brings us back into the direction or encourages us to stay on the path or lead us To the next landmark that is important in our lives. And so it's so important for us to really take that time to listen to God. And hear his voice. Yeah. And God speaks all the time. Every time to every single person as an individual. Yeah. It can be through a prophetic word. It can be through a dream. It can be through... Uh, just a sense that you have yeah where he 's just warning and and you know god 's heart is primarily to speak directly to us yeah to every single person here we don't we don 't necessarily need to go look for people to hear God on our behalf that 's why we have that training there so that you can hear god 's voice for yourself yeah we don't we don't always have to to run and look for prophets to say men of God prophesy what is the lord saying that was in the old testament before jesus died now that jesus has died the holy spirit is poured out among all his children and he's saying we can all hear the voice of the father for my sheep know my voice yeah so god wants to lead and to guide each and every single person sitting here this morning and and he's saying that i have a task for you to complete I have something specific for you, and it is beautiful, yeah even when you feel like it is difficult. <laughs> Sometimes when you're called to do something in the beginning, even as Rudolph was sharing, yeah, he was thinking, "I've got a two-week-old baby, and I don't know how I'm going to do this, yeah, But there's always grace to do what God has called us to do. Always grace. He will not call you to do something that you can't carry. And the more difficult it is, the better, because you're going to have to rely more on him. <laughs> yeah. And it's so awesome because then there's no room for pride. <laughs> you guys say, oh, look what I've done. No? Because it's not in your own strength, but it's in the strength of God. So if we're looking and we're saying this year is a year of abundant living, our abundant living starts with knowing what God has called us to be. What God has called us to do. So we need to, to, to really understand that God wants us to live out what he's called us to live out. In 2 Timothy 1 verse 9 it says, He has saved us and called us to a holy life. Not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. Isn't this beautiful? Before the beginning of time? There was already grace poured out for every single person here to choose God yeah, and to live out what God has called us to live out. Yeah? So it's always been God's heart and his plan for us to be saved one day. That has been the plan from the beginning, to be reconciled back to God. That's why he sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross that we may be reconciled back to God and live the life that God has called us to live, that he initially intended us to live out. Yeah, Because without being reconciled back to God, I'm telling you, the, 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 the sin nature has a will of its own. It chooses its own things. It wants to do its own, <laughs> it wants to live its own life. And that life does not include Jesus. I mean, if you could just think, some of you have been saved for maybe 10 years, 20 years. Just think when you were younger, before you got saved. What were you up to? And where would it have led you to today? There's something about living a life for Jesus. That really causes even the world to marvel. And to say, wow, look what the Lord has done. Yeah? People who knew you before you got saved, they're looking and they're saying, wow. I can't believe that person is like that now. Huh? I really can't believe that rapper guy (laughs) is like this now. I can't believe. You know, I, I just can't. I don't understand what happened, (laughs) but it's simply because of the grace of God that has been poured out and, and that has really touched our lives. And so God called us from the beginning, before we were born, before we were created. And his heart was that we would be saved one day. And when we're saved, it is for his purposes. God has called us for his purposes. Isaiah 49 verse 1. The Lord called me from the womb, from the body of my mother, he named me. This is Isaiah speaking, declaring to the people, saying, listen here. Even before I was born, the Lord called me to be a prophet to the nation. You will see it with Jeremiah. You will see it even with Paul himself saying, Um, Uh, In Romans 1 verse 1, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. Yeah? In God, after salvation, the plan that God always had for Paul started manifesting. Yeah? So, when God calls us, it's really for his purposes. You know, um, I just realized that it's great to have dreams and desires and ambitions in life. You know? That stirs us, that causes us to, to really make something happen of our lives. But you know, when you encounter God, sometimes you have to lay down those dreams and ambitions. Sometimes you have to. Because now it's not about you, but it's about God. And what he's calling you to, to, to be. Yeah? So there are people who study something and they encounter God and God is saying, actually, I want you in full-time ministry. Like the testimony we heard this, this morning. Yeah? There are people who maybe want to be in full-time. Now that I've encountered the Lord, I just want to do... And the Lord is like, no, no, no. I want you to start that NGO. Or I want you to start that business. And it's actually going to generate income for the less fortunate or... You know, but whatever it is, it is for the purposes of God. And you'll see that sometimes you will end up being something completely different from what you always thought you were going to be when you were young. I mean, I have a friend who always thought they were going to be a vet. They had huge dreams to be a vet, desires to be a vet. And then at some point they finished studying, but they never studied veterinary sciences. God was always directing them in the area of law. (laughs) And then they got saved and they did the year of your life. And the Lord still kept directing them in the area of law. Yeah? And that friend is Tapiwa, she's sitting right there. (laughs) I remember those conversations, you know. But God always directs us according to his purposes. So it's up to us to decide, am I gonna choose this? That what God wants me to, to choose, you know? Because there's grace to live that out. And if I choose differently, there's very little or no grace. To, to live out that which God has not created me to live out. You know, if I want this microphone to become a camera, you know, and I'm really trying hard, I'm taking off the top and I'm doing all sorts of things so that it can take pictures of this, it's not going to work. You know? And that's the same with God. If He's created you to be a microphone, to magnify the voices, to be loud. Then you can't be something else. And a lot of the times he puts inside of us what we need to live that out. But you know, what's even more surprising is that he can take somebody that people least expected to be a specific person. Like maybe the shyest, quiet, most quiet person gets saved and they become this radical preacher. Standing on the street corners. <laughs> and you're so shocked. Why? Because that is not what you're expecting from that person. But because of God in that person, they're able to do this stuff. See? And that is the power of God. It's just, it's so amazing. that when he calls us, he calls us for his purposes. When we're living life without him, we, we always think of the stuff that we're passionate about and what we think we're capable of doing. But God's plan for us is so much bigger. We limit him when we look at ourselves and we look at what we can do. His thing is to really just take us and do something so big through us that the world will marvel and say, look what God has done. Look what God has done through this person. No? Look how... They have just been so sold out for Jesus, and God has used them for great stuff. Yeah? So we need to remember that God has really called us, and he's called us to great things. But God has also chosen us. In 1 Peter 2, verse 9, it says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. God also chose us. It's so amazing. That word chosen in the Greek is eklektos. Which means chosen out, selected, elected, picked out, ordained, appointed, and chosen for oneself. It's like in the midst of the sea, there just comes a hand and it just picks out someone and says, you are mine. Do you know that for every single person sitting here, God just chose you just like this and said, you are mine. I chose you. And I didn't just choose you today or the day you got saved. I chose you long before you were even created. I chose you. You are mine. Doesn't that make you feel special? Hmm. I mean, it's like it's like when 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 there's like a guy that everybody's crazy about. Hmm. And all the ladies are praying in tongues, saying, "Lord, me, 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 me." Yeah. And then that guy decides to choose a specific lady. Once she feel is when she feels special, it's like out of all these beautiful girls, he could have chosen anyone, but he chose me. That girl will feel special. Né? We should also feel like that. You know, sometimes it's difficult to feel special because we feel like ah, but there are all these people that God has chosen. <laughs> you know, he chose too many people. <laughs> yeah. But we need to remember that with God. There's more than enough love to go around. More than enough destiny. More than enough purpose. More, there is just... It can never... He's infinite. He's infinite. We can't contain Him. It's only when we have the small mind. You know, like little kids fighting for the attention of the parents. You know? Because they feel like, oh, daddy's mine, mommy's mine. There's only enough, so much of daddy and mommy to go around. But it's not the same with God. There is more than enough of God to go around for every single person. John 15 verse 16, Jesus speaking to his disciples, he says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and I appointed you to go and bear fruit. Fruit that will remain. You didn't choose me. I chose you and I appointed you to go and bear fruit. And fruit that will remain. This is Jesus speaking. Because nobody of themselves can choose God by themselves. Even though you say, yeah, no, I made the a decision to, to follow Jesus. It was God's grace that allowed you to make that decision. To choose him. But he chose us first. He loved us first. Okay? And John 15 verse 19 just speaks about how God actually chose us out of the world. So we're called... Set apart, chosen by God, called out of out of the world. And we might be thinking, but is there a difference between being chosen and being called? <laughs> is there a difference? Or is it the same thing? Chosen, called, called, chosen, interchangeable. It's actually not the same thing. You know? Though we are the the saints, we're called, we're chosen... The truth is, the cold actually become the chosen when we decide to put on Christ and live a life that is pleasing to him. Okay, let me just say this. Remember Gideon, when he needed to go to war? He needed men to come and fight. Yeah? When he sounded the trumpet and said, men of Israel, we need some men to come and fight. How many people answered the call to fight? About 32,000 men said, here we are. We want to fight. And then what did God say? No, 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 no. There are too many. Yeah? And it it might just be chaotic. Because this battle belongs to me. And I want to show my glory through this. I want this to be about me. I want my fire to come down so that every single person will see that the reason why you won this battle was because I was on your side. So he said, take them to the river and let them drink water. And lo- let those that lick the, the water, nah? like, <laughs> like dogs, <laughs> turn them back. Nah? And those that scoop the water with their hands and drink it like that, those are the ones that you should take to war. So there was a testing there. And how many did that? 300. So out of an army of 32,000, only 300 actually made it to go to war. You know, and when God calls, the sound goes out and people respond and they come in. And, and especially when we have outer calls, there's a calling that goes forth and they say, if you want to give your life to Jesus, come. You remember the day you received that call and you're saying, man, I, I want to come to Jesus. I want to follow him. You come here to the front and you lift up your voices. Sometimes there are tears as you just think, man, the Holy Spirit is moving and you say, yes, Lord, to your ways. And to your purposes. But how many of us know that being a convert and being a disciple are two different things? Yeah? When you answer the call is different from when you actually put on Christ. And you start living out Jesus. And living out his purposes and living according to his ways. No? I can be called and I have answered the call. But I'm not actively pursuing and living the way God wants me to live. And therefore, I cannot be chosen. Do you know that there are people that have been called into full-time ministry, but because of choices they made, they have not been chosen and God had to choose somebody else. Even though God works very hard. I'm telling you, when God calls, he works so hard to make sure that you get there. But in the end, if you don't choose that, it's different. Yeah. And I want us to read, uh, or maybe I'll just tell the story and then read a bit because of time. The parable of the wedding banquet. Such a good parable, but also a scary one. It speaks about how this king had a banquet for his son. And he invited the friends to come to the banquet. Come, let's celebrate. Let's enjoy the wedding. The feast is here. And every friend had too much to do. The one was like, no, I just bought land. I need to go do this. The other one was like, no, 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 I'm busy. People were busy. And then he sent the, the servants again, please go, man. It's really important that my friends come. And, and, and the Bible says in Matthew 22, in that passage, it says, they, some of them even started um, killing the servants and saying, no, tell this guy we're not coming to the wedding. We're busy. Can't you see we're busy? Yeah. And then the king was like, okay, the banquet is ready. These guys are not ready. They don't want to come. Go out into the streets and invite whoever you see. This is a king. You know how kings are whenever they're parties." They always have those nobles that are invited. But now he's saying, go out into the street corners. Invite whoever you find. Tell them to come. There's a wedding feast here. And people come in masses. They're excited. I mean, who wouldn't want to go to the palace of the king? For some of them, it's the first time, you know? And, And they come. But then it says in Matthew 22 from verse 11. Maybe I should just read it quickly. Because I I like the way it sounds when you actually read it. 22 verse verse 11, it says, But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes. Hmm? So you are invited to a wedding. When you're invited to a wedding, you make an effort to look good, Moss. Yeah? Isn't it? I mean, I know weddings that are coming up and people are already planning their dresses. Yeah? But now this guy, he was not wearing any wedding clothes. And then... <laughs> friend, he asked, this is the king asking, how did you get in here without wedding clothes? The man was speechless. Yeah. Because imagine in his mind, he was thinking... Oh, we are most invited. The king has invited everyone. It's free for all. Come on, let's just go and enjoy the wedding feast. But even though everybody was invited, there was an expectation to look the part. I'm going to a wedding. You don't just go to the wedding looking like you are going, you know, into the field to harvest or something. That's a different dress code. So, but this guy was like this. And then the king said, then the king told the attendants, tie him hand and foot and throw him outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This sounds harsh. This sounds harsh. But you know what? If there is an expectation... For us to look a certain way, and not only because there's that, just that expectation, but because there is that grace to look that way, why wouldn't be why wouldn't there be that harshness? You know? So a lot of theologians have been debating what is this 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 wedding garments? You know, I mean, this is a parable. It's actually a story where Jesus is saying that he he sent. Um, the first people that he sent to invite to the to the banquet were actually the israelites that were that were chosen and they they said no they were too busy they didn't recognize they didn't take the sun seriously and then this message of the gospel went out into all the world to invite as many as 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 possible you know to come to the bridegroom to come to jesus yeah but as we are coming we shouldn't just take it flippantly and just say oh I'm, I've given my life to Jesus. No, there's an expectation to wear, put on righteousness, to clothe ourselves in Jesus, to walk according to the ways and the purposes of God, you know, because that is what he's graced us for. So we can't just say, oh, here I am. I'm saved. And I continue living the way I wanted to live for my own purposes. And every time I want something, I just pray, God, please help me. I'm going to the club now. Help me have a, a great time in the club. Amen. No, yeah, it's different now. Yeah, I put on Christ. I put on his righteousness and I live according to the way that he's called me to live. You know? And it's funny, this person wasn't just coming from outside. He was in the midst of everybody that was invited. You know, sometimes it's easy for us to be in, in church, enjoying ourselves, saying, singing the right songs and doing the right things. But our hearts and our lifestyles, are far from God. And to us, God is saying, put on righteousness. Put on Christ. Lay yourself at the altar so that Christ may be formed in you and may be exalted in you. Because it's not about us. It's about Jesus and what he's called us to do. Amen. And the last thing is that we're commissioned. And commissioned means that we're sent out to represent God to do what he's called us to do. And we all know the great commission, Matthew 28. Yeah, Go ye, go ye out into the world and make disciples. When Jesus called his, his disciples, he said, Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. We are called to fish for men. Every single person here. Doesn't matter how you do it. Whether you do it at work, whether you're doing it by inviting them to church. However, but we the first thing, even if you don't know what your call is, while you're looking and you're waiting, man, this thing. Is something that we should all know to do. Yeah? We are commissioned to go out and make disciples. We're commissioned to be salt and light. We are the salt of the earth. Wherever we go, we add salt. And when there's salt in, in a pot, it adds flavor. So ask yourself this morning, am I adding flavor where I am? Huh? Am I adding flavor? Are you that person that even if the whole office is going in a different direction and, and, and making all these funny jokes, the minute you step in, they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we can't make those jokes in front of this guy now. Yeah? Because they know you're going to speak. You're going to speak up. You're going to stand out. You're going to add flavor to that place. Because yeah? God has called us. To do just that. yeah, He's commissioned us. To do just that. To not just be disciples. But to be disciples that make disciples. That influence wherever we go. Amen. So guys. We need to remember that God has called us. For his purposes. He has chosen us. But we need to, to be people. He has chosen us. But he will also choose us on that day. So we need to yield ourselves to him. Because the cold become the chosen when the cold decide to allow God to build his temple inside of him. And God has commissioned us. So let us be Christians that are saying this year, as I'm living this abundant life, I want to live out what God has set aside for me to do, the way he wants me to do it. Amen. Let's stand up and pray. Hmm. Yes, Lord Father, this morning we just want to recognize again, Lord That without you, we are nothing Outside of you, there is no life, Lord Jesus You are our life You are our everything, Lord And even as we're gathered here this morning, I just thank you, Father God, that you just come and refresh and revive that which you've placed in our hearts, that which you have truly called us to, Father God, not that which we think we should be doing because it's good to do, or we think we should be doing because our friends are doing, but that which you said, son, daughter, this is what I would have you do. Father, we thank you for the grace to stay on the path that you've set before us. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that we will desire nothing else but that which you've called us to, oh Father God. And Lord, this morning I really just pray, Father, that even as we know that you've called us, we will yield ourselves to you, Father God. We will say that first and foremost, it's about you and it's about your kingdom, Father God. You have called us and combed us from all the different corners of this nation and the earth, oh, Father God, that we may come and bring glory to your name. And if there's anything in our lives that that is not glorifying to you, Father God, we pray that you will come and remove it. We make that choice this morning, Father God. To say it's all or nothing. We want to give you everything. We want to give you everything. I really just sense that there are people here this morning. You've been going through like, it's almost like an up and down and an up and down and an up and down in your walk with God. And it mostly has to do with your career. You know, it's like there are moments when you find God and there are moments when you're pulled away from God because of work or career and and just the things that are happening at work. And this morning, God wants to say to you, just give it over to me. Don't let that choke the life out of you that I've placed inside of you. You've had so many dreams. You've had so many visions. You've, been, you've had so many encounters with God where He's just been washing you with His Word. But you've just been going back to the same thing. And if this that's you this morning, I really just want to pray with you. So where you are, I just want you to bow your head and just surrender to God. And actually make a choice in your life today, a decision in your heart that you're not going to let your career steal God from you or choke the life of God outside of you. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for that. Thank you, Jesus. And Father, we pray this morning for even those that are still trying to figure out what it is that you've called them for, Father God. What that handiwork is in their lives. Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus. That even now you begin to speak and just bring clarity and direction. (laughs) Remove all the counterfeits, every counterfeit voice, Father God. And let your voice speak louder. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father God. I just thank you, Lord Jesus. That even as we leave this place, we leave with the things that really matter in mind. We remember our neighbors, we remember our family, we remember our work colleagues that do not know you, Father God. And we really thank you, Father. You already have given us the grace. Your word is in our mouths. Father, we thank you for moments, for opportunities to be able to preach the gospel to them. To be able to share your love with them. To bring them into your kingdom. In Jesus' name, we thank you. And we praise you for that. Amen. 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 God bless you. Have an awesome week ahead. First time visitors, please don't be in a hurry to leave. We want to meet you at the welcome tea. But otherwise, just take some time to fellowship before you leave. Amen.